Konnichiwa, dear listener. Welcome to the 12 Days of Crombie. And for this podcast, we'll be reviewing Tokyo Godfathers. Mushy, mushy, dear listener. Uh, my name is Dr. James Evans Esquire. Hey, wait a minute. We're homeless bums, not action heroes. And I'm Hugh. My kind of man is slender, middle-aged, tan, with a divine square-back haircut and a lower town accent who says, ah, what the hell, when I don't quite have the cab fare. <laughs> Very good, Hugh. Now you may have may have determined from the uh, the bilingual uh, flourish that we're throwing yeah. into this that in fact this is and probably by the name Tokyo Godfathers to be honest uh, this is a foreign language <laughs> film we're doing for for the it's a foreign film. language it's a foreign language Christmas film a foreign language Christmas set in Japan not what? famed for its they... Christmas things unless no. you count the the Nakatomi Corporation I suppose yes that's true they, they certainly celebrated Christmas <laughs> yeah you don't get you don't really associate Japan with Christmas do you. No, no, definitely they're, they're massive on Jesus, but um, but nonetheless, this is a Christmas movie. Indeed, indeed. So it's and it's uh, it's an anime. Uh, it is. It's, it's an anime. It? Yes, yeah. It's also known as an animation film. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's as much as I've got. <laughs> so it's a it's a Japanese anime uh, made in two thousand and three. Yeah. Um, and I think probably without further ado, we'll jump straight into the plot uh, with forgiveness for any pronunciations we make here. But basically, uh, we uh, we have it's it's obviously set in in, in urban Tokyo, so the the city is the, is the backdrop, um, and it's across December, I guess, across Christmas time. It's Christmas it? Eve, in fact, isn't it? Is it starts it starts it, on Christmas Eve. Snow is does. falling, um, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And I think there is again there is a Christian church happening there, which there is, is where we yeah. we're introduced to our to our. Um, our protagonist. Three wise men, perhaps. Oh, very good. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, so two, the, yeah. two of them aren't men. Well, two are. Well, oh, let's not get into that conversation. <laughs> uh, we will in a minute. But they're basically, it's, it's three homeless people. Again, they're, they're attending the ceremony to get food and everything. Like that. But basically, there are three homeless people who are the protagonists of this story. Uh, there is uh, Jin, mm. who is aptly again, named. Aptly named. Um, who is again? Who's someone who identifies as a woman, but uh, I think was born a man. No, that's um, Hannah. No, so that's Hannah. Sorry, my, yeah. my my gin and my tonic mixed up. So this. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So there's a gin is uh, is a man um, who's getting a middle aged man who's getting alcoholic. He's he's probably what you call the, the standard homeless guy. He's he's basically yeah. um, he's, he's got a bum, tail. He's, good bum. he's got a tail about how he got that way, which we'll come to. Um, but then gone. Uh, Hannah is is kind of his companion or, or his friend. Um, who again is a kind of a trans woman, and then there's a teenage uh, called Miyuki, who's the, the third member of their group. Uh, she's, she's, quite, she's a runaway, isn't she? She's away. She's quite naive as well. She doesn't. She's not able to forage for food as well as the others can. Yeah. But, and also, there's again, they 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 form a kind of an Ozat's family, but there's there's plenty of squabbling and and bad feeling between them as well. Probably because they're they're cold and hungry. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at least two of them are drunk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's it. Kind of the uh, Jin and Hannah are kind of um, at the uh, at the church getting some some food, which they bring back to Miyuki. Um, they, they call it like uh, for a bird that can't dig up its own worms, you've got a mouth in you or whatever. <laughs> it's uh, something to do with that. Again, they um, have to provide Miyuki's food, but they um, much much squabbling and. Okay, um, I suppose we'd 
Jin is, is basically grumpy and, and bad-tempered and alcoholic. Hanno is much more flamboyant. Um, and, and as you might expect. <laughs> as you might expect. Well, we learned that she was she was a former like a cabaret performer. Yeah, exactly. So he's yeah. very much kind of like, even though even though yeah they uh, they're all dressed in well I say rags layers and layers of clothing and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and just filth. Um, she's still you know quite quite cuts a dash. Uh, and then uh, yeah Miyuki is again basically your, your average subtle teenager. Yeah. But as they're as they're scrounging around for more stuff, they discover an abandoned baby. Um, they do uh, in, in a in a in a cot and everything. Not cot, um, a, a basket. In swaddling, swaddling. Swad- in swaddling, bag, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so they uh, they name her Kyoko. Um, Hannah Which calls means it Silent Night. Silent Night. Um, there we go. Hannah immediately takes to this, you know, like, uh, oh, I always want to be a mother and this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, they kind of agree that the, uh, the the police is the best place to take them, but you know, not tonight. They, you know, tonight they wanted to look after it. Hannah wants to be the mother that she possibly can never be. Well, not possibly, yeah, but can she never. can't be. Yeah. yeah. And uh, again, oh, go on, let's not get into that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's just been, you know, if they, uh, they say, they, 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 what would the cops do? Let's, let's look after it tonight because it's cold. We'll keep it warm and then we'll send it in tomorrow. Um, um, so actually, they actually send uh, Miyuka out to get some some like bottled water so they can make um, formula properly for the baby. Uh, and it turns out Jin is quite good at this. He again, he reveals he used to be a father. He is a father. Um, but it is quite amusing when Miyuka is buying this bottled water. It's just the shopkeeper's like, "Oh, well, standard living stuff, isn't it?" Is this like homeless bum is just picking up this Evian? Um, <laughs> yeah, he goes. Yeah. You're actually buying water. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, Anyway, so they uh, they 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 yeah, spend the night. So that's basically Christmas night, interestingly. So the, the the film is is Christmas is done now. It's now Christmas Day, and they uh, they decide instead of returning it to the police, which they you know they really don't trust, they're going to find the mother. Uh, of yeah. this. Well, kind of H- Hannah decides this, doesn't she? Yeah. And then she persuades the others because she, she's off in the morning, isn't she? Just um, with the baby herself. So, yeah, she's going to find the mother. Yeah, and they're, and they're kind of going to begin a quest across Tokyo. We're going to go into the ins and outs of it, but yeah. they managed to track down again through the um, through the abandoned bags of where the mother was. It was a, a like a, lo- a locker key in the, with the baby. Um, they they go through these various ins and outs. They have various scrapes. Um, in one case, they they as a, interestingly one one of the things they do forage for food is to um is to go to the graveyard where offerings have been left for the for the dead yeah. and they yeah. kind of like whether it's a bottle of sake or some food yeah. like, they, they pile into it. Yeah. Hannah's got a line. She goes, oh, "I'm so cold and tired, I could die." And then Jin goes, "Look at graveyard." And she says, "I'm not dead yet." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, because they, they they managed to scrape enough money for for train tickets. But then um, again, Miyuku sees someone she recognises from her past life. Um, I think we say it might be her father. So they have to jump out yeah, the train, father, and yeah, trudge yeah. along the train tracks yeah. um, as as Hannah's singing "Climb Every Mountain" in English, actually, which is even strange to sound <laughs> after the whole thing's been subtitled. But they um, again in, in the graveyard, they managed to rescue like a, 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 a gang lord of the Yakuza who's trapped under his car. <laughs> uh, so he then yeah, thanks it's them. It's funny as well because he re- relays the story, doesn't he? It's basically just someone calling out and he's yeah. slipped over. Uh, she's slipped over and the car's fallen on him and he's trying to change a wheel or something like that anyway. Yeah. So yeah, he's, he's, he's trapped with his car, but they, they managed to, to free him. So you know, he gives them some money and, uh, and tells them... Uh, any favor they need so they managed to if they end up going to his casino still on the case of their mother um i suppose during during this this process uh again we learn that uh jin well jin claims that he was once a a, a famous bicycle racer 
And yeah. But, yeah, the, the mob got their hooks into him yeah. and told him to throw a race, but he didn't. And uh, that cost him the lives of his wife and child. And that's why yeah. he became um, He could never work we, again. We find out it's all nonsense. We find out actually <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was a compulsive gambler who spent, who owned a bicycle shop, spent all the money and then left his left his wife and child, who was still very much alive, in yeah. debt. And then yeah. became an alcoholic bum, which, again, um, outrages Hannah, who did have a soft spot for gin. But when she realizes that basically he's been... He said basically you, he killed his wife and child to, to get sympathy so he could drink it away, um, yeah. which is a fair point. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'd, um, Jin actually then you know, he parts company for a while and finds a very old man who um, basically wants to, he says, I want, I want to die warm and drunk. So he like, takes him to uh, his, his, <laughs> his flop house with the fire and gives him a bottle and he kind of moves on halfway there. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks he's dead and he wakes up again. Yeah. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he, he does pass away. And then poor Jin is, is beaten up by basically like some aggressive yuppies. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Jin is, yeah, Jin is, uh, he, he's seen by an angel, which is basically just uh, an exotic dancer with wings on. It's like, yeah. um, shall, shall I save you or should I call the ambulance? And he she's goes, I'll have the ambulance, please. Yeah. She's really annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> but Jin, Jin is dragged into the uh, the cabaret thing, which tends to be Hannah's old cabaret, the kind of the, the gang yeah. reunite. And basically, again, this continues. There's a number of improbable coincidences yeah, on is. their journey through Tokyo. Yeah. that reveal to them elements of their past lives um in, in amongst themselves and there's elements of re- there's redemptive nature to it as well isn't there so e- each of those situations enables them to reflect and get some kind of catharsis yeah so hannah again going back to her old cabaret place uh, again she she finds the, the place she used to be yeah um, find, finds her mum yeah, and Jin is there. Um, Jin, Jin, okay, well, Hannah gets very sick, and Jin uh, basically he, all the money he scraped together over the years to give to his daughter, yeah. he has to spend on Hannah's medicine yeah. when she when she gets taken ill. Um, but it turns out his daughter's a nurse, um, so he, yeah. he sees her there, and there's kind of a, almost a rapprochement there. Towards the very end of the film, um, Miyuki finds her um, her father, who she. It's very sad. She'd uh, she'd stabbed her father when she thought her cat had, had, had he'd killed her cat. Her cat had gone missing, and, and she thought her father had done it, so she'd stabbed him and then run away from home. And then these posters all around saying like, um, "The cat's come back. Where yeah. are you? Or please come yeah. home, Miyuki." But she finds her father as well as that. So yeah, bit by bit they they find their redemption. But the kind of the the, the first of the stories, of course, little baby uh, Kyoko, um, where they they find. Um, I think it's, it comes down to that Hannah and, and Miyuki are walking along the bridge looking for this mother who they know has um, who'd, who'd abandoned her child. And they're yeah. saying, you know, I think, I think Hannah's like saying she could be on this bridge right now with her, her feet tottering over the edge where she leaps yeah. off. And in the background, <laughs> this woman is climbing on the bridge about to throw herself. She's wrestled <laughs> yeah. down by the two. Yeah. And it turns out she is, they think, the mother who abandoned baby uh, yeah. Kyoko. So they give it back and they're kind of all clapping their hands together. In the meantime, Jin has tracked down the father and found out that actually um, this mother's baby was stillborn and she just stole Kyoko from the hospital in kind of like yeah. a, a postnatal um, fugue. Um, so they have to now run and find her and they find that this mother, is, oh, this this woman has got the baby and she's she's oh, fled in panic. There's this, yeah. there's this huge chase scene actually. There's yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where they they like the mother is actually she's got the baby under her arm and she's racing along and this yeah. is stolen ambulance like Jin is pedaling like yeah, yeah. a bicycle. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true, absolutely it? crazy. Um, yeah, and they've got so, the cab driver. Uh, yeah, where the, the quote comes from. Well, yeah, well, almost yeah. where the quote comes from. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah the cab driver who is it's, it's, I don't know, he gets caught up in the scrape. But yeah, he's following <laughs> them too. Uh, and it's a he has a massive chase that ends up in this building. They all went up to the top of the building and the mother is tottering on the edge. Miyuku kind of like 
wrestles it, but the baby flies out of her hands and Hannah jumps down and grabs it. But then Hannah's going over the edge of the building and all she can grab is a banner. And as both Hannah and, and, and the baby are falling, a gust of wind catches the banner and they, they land safely. Almost like a Mary Poppins-esque thing. Yeah, she's got a bit banner in one yeah, hand, yeah. the baby yeah. in the other, and she just <laughs> yeah. lands daintily on the yeah. ground. And it's basically yeah, the, our, our trio are now fairly beaten up, so they're taken to the hospital. Um, and and again, they uh, I think it's simple. They discovered that the old man um, who died, he had a winning lottery ticket in their hand. So um, yeah, they, so they've got they that scored. now. They don't know it yet, but they've they got don't it. Know it. And then Kyoko's real parents, who have it now, um, they they walk in saying, you know, I don't. Uh, they warn like these guys are bums. They said we don't care. Yeah. We want them to be her godparents. Um, <laughs> and and then when they open the door, yeah, Miyuku's father was reunited. So again it all ends fairly well, well. it does yeah. really yeah and uh, and that that is the uh, the very bridge tale of a very complicated story it is quite <laughs> a complicated story but it fundamentally it is it is an adventure through tokyo isn't it yeah really yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's 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 a simple plot but it's a it's a very complicated complicated yeah. way of getting to yeah. it but yeah. that is the other yeah, tale of the tokyo godfathers um, and so with that, we uh, we will bid you sayonara for the moment. <laughs> oh, you're taking my final. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> but we will return uh, as we look into the uh, some of the themes of Tokyo Godfathers. Konbanwa, dear listener. If you've oh, been um, listening for long enough, you'll know that it is indeed a good evening. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, oh, Hugh did a fantastic job there, rattling us through the plot of uh, Tokyo Godfathers. Um, should we get into it? Should we get into it a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yes, go for it. I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts because I've seen this film before. Um, yeah, this, this was your pick, so I was going to completely blind, and I must admit some elements of trepidation because with your well, pick, first of all, it was my pick. It was your pick. Yeah, that, that was, it was it was your pick of a Japanese film, and I was expecting blood. I was expecting yeah. it's like a complete yakuza, uh, absolute bloodbath. But it's um, not, is it? Yeah, it's not. It's, it's a really charming little film. I felt I, uh, <laughs> I suppose a couple of things from it is that yeah, it's it's I suppose charming is is the best way. It's it's three characters. I mean, you wouldn't call them so much nice characters, but the three characters you get behind. You like you're on yeah. their side very Absolutely, early on, yeah. and um, even though they they're riddled with faults. Um, I mean, it's very hard not to root for them, part because they're so such underdogs, but also because they I mean they're they're persistent. They like they're they're really yeah, they they're tenacious. They're, 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 yeah. Life has dealt them a hard hand, but they're not going under, which is an incredibly attractive feature in a character. And yeah. and again, the um, it was again because of the theme we're doing. It was very exotic. This was like no other Christmas film yet. There was a the despite the elements of snow and the and the 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 slight the light touches of of, of Christmas yeah, around yeah. it it was it was very much a film about Tokyo I guess it was like I suppose that's right as, as much it? as I know Tokyo yeah. it felt like this is an exploration of the city because they do everything they they go they travel around it they journey it was it was like a proper odyssey through the city it wasn't like we can get somewhere easily it was like if they got to go somewhere they got to get money for the train yeah they got to walk gotta, then they got to walk the snow then, yeah it's difficult isn't yeah, it yeah. Hung, yeah and it was this I think I caught this from a one of the director's comments is that it's interesting that they are surrounded by abundance and yet they, yeah. they still want, like I said, they, they, they want one of the scores they make and they find a, a, a bin bag full of sandwich, sandwiches, yeah, wrapped, yeah, you know, they, proper so M&S happy, sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. There's a score for them. It's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, they were just dumpsters full of food. Some had thrown away. They go to the church service and, you know, for, yeah. for a couple of basically paying lip service to the Christianity, they can walk away with food yeah. and they, they, they can, 
if they're desperate, they can go to a graveyard. Or the, the dead have been yeah. given all this lovely stuff. But um, you don't mind. You almost don't mind it, though, do you? Even even when they're in the graveyard, it doesn't feel sacrilegious. No, because they no, it cause doesn't. Because yeah, also, it's it is, it's, it's a it's a poignant moment. They they have you know, they've run out of stuff for um for uh, Kyoko. Um, yeah. Obviously, the baby needs feeding. Uh, but yes, yeah, someone has left like nappies and milk on what is clearly the grave of a child, which yeah. is again very poignant, but also again great for Kyoko. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it they, is. Uh, um, and yeah, see, I was I, I was quite impressed because again, this this is a cartoon, but it's a you know sorry, an animation. It's not a cartoon. It's an animation. Yeah, but it's an adult but, cartoon. Isn't exactly. It? It's, it's, it's the cartoon is wrong because actually I was going to say it, it's very heavily based in reality. And I was thinking about this: is how can you know three homeless people you know who live in a box possibly keep a child healthy and happy? Yeah. But you, you do realize a, a they've got a bit of experience between them in terms of how to look after a child. Yeah. They're doing the right things. They're keeping it warm. They're giving it formula. Yeah. They're keeping it. They're keeping it fed. And all that's going to think. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm buying it now. But also on the other hand, it, it's clearly a toll them because Hannah basically walks herself to death. Um, yeah, she does. Cradling yeah. the baby. So their actions have consequences. So even though it's there's an element of magical realism in everything that happens. Yeah. With such coincidence, everything could happen. It's, it could it's, happen. It's not it? out the realm. Yeah, it's not yeah. outside the realms of believability. And, and that's why I think the medium works really well for for a story like this as well, because there is a lot of magical realism in it, or there's there's certainly a lot of miracles and coincidences that take place in it. Yeah. And I think if this was a live action film, apart, I, I think partly. I don't think it would be quite as believable. I don't think you're supposed to necessarily believe the coincidences necessarily. It's it's part of that myth of the story, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and and the, the the fact that it's an animation almost gives you the ability to dispense um, to to not worry too much about it. It's it's supposed to be filled with miracles and they're doing the best that they can and they, they they make the best of it as well. What I like about the characters themselves, as you say, they're struggling, but they're these three characters are more real than a lot of live action characters oh, in, yeah. in in Christmas films that you see. They have none of this is easy for them. They yeah. all reveal things throughout the story that are hard to hear. And it's not done humorously or flippantly either. So this could have had the potential to to kind of trip over a little bit into um fast there's elements of fast in it or or just or almost not treating the subject matter seriously enough yeah. right and i think whenever whenever it focuses on the character's disposition where they find themselves and it doesn't judge them in any way shape or form it, it presents them as they are but it gives them the it allows them that space to explain their situation almost doesn't it to tell us about them Yes. And there's some hot, you know, there's some, tra it's tragic, isn't it, really? Even if, even if Jin, in the end, he, you know, he, all he, all he was, but he was in the end, a gambler who lost his bike shop, right? That's yes. not, there's nothing tragic or heroic about that, is there? But it doesn't present it in any other way than factual. And you still, you still feel for him, don't you? Yeah. Well, because also, again, he destroyed his, his life because of that. Again, he, yeah. He, he left his wife with, with the debts and he left his child. Yeah. That kind of was living forever with the shame of that because he was, you know, he was scraping together just, you know, I think it was 30,000 yen, which I don't know how much it is, but I don't think it's a lot. It's um, not a lot. No, I um, think it was, yeah, it's not a lot at all, is it? And he'd, he'd made that up over what, how many years he was. Yeah. He'd, like, yeah squirreled away every, every penny he could mm. to get for that. Um, 
and just to have just give them something and again when he sees again he finally sees his daughter it's not a kind of a you know come back home dad all is forgiven it's just no like, it isn't is it it's the beginning of a connection yeah it's the beginning um, of a connection that's what makes again, that quite yeah. realistic as well i guess really yeah but again he's again he's compassionate towards towards the old man who's dying you know he's looking out for for Jin and um and um Yuku. so it's it's there's that sense of it again so it, it's yeah, it's good characters again uh was it Hannah's Hannah's story was uh again her lover again, she's uh, she's talking to the um the mate the madam of the the, the cabaret club and uh, yeah. basically it's like oh um how how did he die was it AIDS because no he fell on a bar of soap and broke <laughs> yeah. his neck but again yeah. that's presented as, as a tragedy too because that's what it throws is. Hannah off the rails yeah exactly yeah um and I I like the way that the film has this dark edge to it, it says you know the the the, the um the the abandoned newborn baby the, the the stories behind them they're all you know addicts in their own way they're all kind of lost in their own way but it the film overall does have this lightness of touch as well doesn't it so it's funny yeah. it's it's a really warm and compassionate film um and and yet it, it is interlaced with these this dark undercurrent of um I guess what to you know what Tokyo is I guess as much as I understand what Tokyo to be as well yeah. do, you, do you know what I mean yeah. it doesn't shy away from the kind of the harder storyline in the film as well really um and the grubbiness of of the lives that they lead and the almost the precariousness of their lives as well you know um it's not just about economics either so when Jin is is quite badly beaten up they have they have real physical threat yeah too it's, it's funny again, because there's like a whole yakuza thing and that one there's an assassin who tro- tro- yeah. and they can turns, chase yeah. the streets yeah. and all this kind of stuff but that obviously that's I guess in the same way you'd have kind of a, a, a gangland thing in, in London, it'd be kind of fantastical almost. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, the, um, the, basically the, the, the young guys that beat up Jin for fun was both more believable and more sinister. Yeah. And yeah. you think, oh, I bet that does happen. It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. They're cleaning um, out yeah. the trash is what they call it when they, yeah. pick, they pick Jin to beat up. And he, yeah. and Jin had just, or he basically just sent off the old man to a peaceful yeah a peaceful death as it were you know yeah, and that yeah. was that was what he was given as a consequence of that yeah. um i really i really like the coincidences in the film and i think it takes a little bit of time which it's the second time i've seen this it, and so i knew i knew they were coming yeah but um <clears throat> i did wonder kind of what you thought about them a little bit because when i first watched the film i hadn't quite grasped that the coincidences in the film are in effect, instances of miracles that are taking place, right? And the idea yeah. of the miracle in this is that they are able to find them, they're able to find a family. They're able to find themselves and their family, whatever that looks and feels like. Yeah. And it's almost like the city is looking out for them. There's a, there's another, there's a, it, there's a more spiritual being out there that's helping them in that regard, which, which is what I think makes it quite a Christmassy film, even though it doesn't need to be set at Christmas, I don't think, yeah. for it to yeah. still, in principle, move forward. Yeah, I think um no, I was I was going along with it. Maybe because again it was anime, so you you mm. you license yourself a little bit there. But again, like I say, one of the earliest coincidences is when they go to the um the the Yakuza's wedding, um Jin yeah. spots well, the, the groom, I think, is the person that Jin owed money to, and therefore yeah. to, just as Jin is moving on to attack him, of course, then that would ruin everything. Yeah. Um, as an assassin comes in and shoots the man, and then the assassin takes Miyuku and Kyoku hostage and yeah. escapes as they're all chasing after it. But then the assassin also happens to know um 
and a mother who's, who's Hispanic um, that just also happens to have a newborn baby so <laughs> yeah. she can breastfeed both at the same yeah. time whilst keeping Kyoko safe. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this, this kind of stuff is like, I guess that could happen. Yeah, exactly. And, I guess that could happen. To me, yeah. to me the, most, the most improbable thing of all was um, the moment when Hannah, of course, falls off a building falls down, yeah. and, and a gust of wind saves her. But by that point, it yes. might be the way it's presented artistically because it's a beautiful kind of like banished yeah, she lands yeah. down. That point, you, you're so far into it and you think, like, this, there's no way this film ends with Hannah and Kyoko splattered no, on the pavement. No, it has to be a miracle to end. You, you, yeah. you, were, you would be very disappointed if that didn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I was, I was quite happy to bounce along with it. Yeah, and uh, and I was as well because, and that surprises me a little bit because I'm all for kind of logical consistency and stuff like that. But in the context of the film, that is the logical consistency, isn't it? Yeah. it that, that's that's the that's the magical world that they in, inhabit, I guess. Really, um, I, I liked. I like the way that the um, the animation of the city as well. You get little snippets of the city, yeah. um, almost looking over them as well. So th- there's there's you can I don't know whether I read into it a little bit too much, but you can see faces in the buildings and you can see the shapes of some of the kind of the the, the archways and the doors that look like mouths and eyes and stuff oh, like that. So that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's quite subtle, but in some respects, you've, what you've got there is the reality that the three main protagonists see. Yeah. Um, which is the same buildings and their same environment, but then there's this other reality, which also f- kind of f- for me feeds into the the miracle, feeds into the miracle and the coincidence, which is that the city has a life itself as well, and it's watching them and looking over them, and it ties yeah. into this idea of this abandoned baby and and them being almost like three wise men, and as it were, finding a baby and bringing them. I, it, 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 this is one of those films where the I don't think it's overtly Christmassy necessarily, but in terms of its um, sentiment and feeling, I think it's a very Christmassy film in that yeah. in that context. It, it feels like this is what a this is what it's a human film, isn't it? It's a very warm film. It's a very moving film, um, and all of those things yeah. coalesce it really nicely. Yeah, let's touch on that because we, we started already. Then, so yeah, how Christmassy do you think this is? Because yeah, for 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 my thoughts. It felt like it wore what you'd consider the paraphernalia of Christmas quite light. Um, yeah, it did. It was yeah. because, I mean, if you like, any, we've discussed this in another, in another podcast. It's the build-up. Any Christmas film worth its salt is all about the build-up. It's very yeah. little to do with Christmas Day. It's about the the approach to it, and it may even end on Christmas Eve. It's, you know, most of the best Christmas films end or end or feature Eve, around Christmas yeah, Eve, yeah. and the Christmas Day is just ta-da. Yeah. Um, this is very different. It starts at the end of Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is a bit of a non-entity. They basically yeah. they they have a they have a ten minute in their in their thing sharing you know the the formula milk and a, and a bit of food. Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of it is like it's 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 along the uh, it's in that hinterland well, between Christmas and New Year's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. When they're 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 mooching along, and of course being uh, Japan, it's not big on Christmas. There's no, no tinsel decorations. Everyone's back at work, aren't they? <laughs> everyone's, everyone's doing their own thing now. Although yeah. apart from apart from that, the snow is falling. Yeah. Um, and as you say, it's it's so the the trappings of a Christmas movie isn't really there at all. And whether that's again, it was a deliberate choice, whether, <clears throat> excuse me, there's no real sensibility of this kind of stuff in Japanese culture of, you know, you, you, you could ask someone this, this, you know, in the West put together a Christmas film and you'd already have, you know, the tinsel out and the decorations yeah, would, and the yeah, race of snow. And you'd, you'd, yeah. you'd throw it together, you know, be like love actually, be like a you know, very crass Christmas film. Yeah, yeah. It just would look like a tinsel factory spewed on it. Um, <clears throat> but, then, but this, so this, <laughs> so this is very different in that outlook. But it's you're you're right about the um the soul 
yeah, the that soul's the... a really good word for it, actually. It's the yeah. soul of it, isn't it? Yeah. Soul of the film. Again, the fact that you have a baby cared for by three strangers who mm. are doing it out of pretty much altruism. And the fact they, they meet with, you know, they meet with some kindness, some opposition. But mm. the but there is yeah, there is something out there that is getting them through their journey is quite a if you like, it's quite an old, not old fashioned, like an original Christmas idea. It's not, it's not the it's yeah, not no, Christmas it's, idea of, of, of presents and Santa. It's yeah, exactly. the Christmas idea. Of... It's the Christmas idea. I tell you, and I, it reminds me more, it reminds me more of the sentiment in a film like It's a Wonderful Life, which it, it, although is also, you know, that's a very ostensibly set at Christmassy type film. Although I think it's similar to this in the sense that it's in the end when it becomes, it coalesces around Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas actually the build-up to the film, oh, sorry, the build-up to the Christmas bit and the kind of redemptive story re- reminds me of this, or this reminds me of that, I should say. Yeah. Um, because It's a Wonderful Life is about the value and joy of the life, yeah. isn't it? And the importance of the difference of the life. And... I think that message runs through in Tokyo Godfathers. The difference between It's a Wonderful Life, well, lots of differences, but one of the differences between It's a Wonderful Life and Tokyo Godfathers is that ends on Christmas Eve, and this starts on Christmas Eve (laughs) and goes through to New Year's Day, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, And um, I quite like the fact that it does end on New Year's Day, or there or thereabouts, when you find out that actually there is the full circle of the redemption with... um, 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 Yuki's father, who's the investigator investigating the, the 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 abandonment of the baby, and in Jin's bag, or it might be Hannah's bag, the lottery ticket falls out from the old man, and they've yeah. got the winning lottery ticket, and it's a very rare lottery, isn't it? It's like one 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 one, yeah, and it's yeah. one 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 one, and they win, you know, they don't know it, but they're going to win a lot of money. So it's the start of a new year, and yeah. it's the start of a new life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very good like that, and it's um. Yeah, so I, in terms of how Christmassy, we, we covered that in the scores. I mm. guess it it certainly felt more Christmassy than it appeared. Um, mm. It and it, but it, yeah, it it wore what you'd call the traditional markers of Christmas very lightly. So it's uh, it's an interesting one to puzzle out how Christmassy it felt um, because it could just be. I wonder if you took the overt Christmas out of it and just set it in a snowy time in Tokyo, what would be different <laughs> about it? Yeah, you're right. There is that about that. But uh, I don't know. For me, I think there is there's something really clever about imbuing the story and the feeling of um, the the sentiment, as you said, the soul of what it means to live a good life almost right i guess yeah. really or you know um or or what it means or redemption this idea of redemption this idea of of finding yourself or having another chance right all of these things aren't fundamentally christmas things are they <laughs> right but when you put them all together yeah they work nicely with what the sentiment of the films you want to be watching over Christmas, like It's a Wonderful Life, actually do mean. Because I don't think there's anything fundamentally different about the message in this film for the message in It's a Wonderful Life, to a large extent. And yet that is a quintessential Christmas film. Yes. And this isn't necessarily a quintessential Christmas film, even though I think this has more Christmas in it than It's a Wonderful Life does, (laughs) you know, in terms of plot and timing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so point. sometimes sometimes you can you can you can create this 
feeling or emotion or as, as you described it really well this 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 kind of soul yeah of a of a movie which is warm which is comforting which is um really engaging that tells you a lot about what it's trying to do yeah, yeah. and it's not forcing that down you it's not trying to say that hey this is a christmas film it's saying this is a film about these characters yeah. it happens to be filmed and set at christmas but there's a message in here which is universal it's that universal message yeah yeah it's clever because it could be it yeah. could be it could be um it could be chintzy and it could be flippant and it's not at all despite being quite light of touch yeah that's a good point again i was going to come to um just you mentioned the visuals already in terms of the style of it. Mm. Again, I like the visuals a lot. Again, I, I quite like the anime style anyway, um, which yeah. is interesting. It, I guess it used to be exotic, but now I think it's been so, I mean, to, you know, as far back as the 80s when, um, you know, yeah. French, Japanese <laughs> were doing like Cities of Gold. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. Kind of and um, what was it? Uh, what was that? Oh, yes, it was Cities of Gold, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah Cities of Gold. They did like D'Artagnan and, and Woody Fogg. Cities of Gold was like really Gold, the big one, isn't started, it? Yeah. That was really starting looking because it had that yeah. kind of, wide-eyed uh chibi look and well it had that weird japanese look to it didn't it yeah she's yeah. not seen it before it's like yeah. wow <laughs> so you start with that but now now with pokemon it's, it's quite I know, yeah. it's, it's and quite also things like studio ghibli is very well known isn't it and you, yeah. you know when you watch those films and was, they are fantastic don't get me wrong but they've seeped into cultural consciousness haven't yeah. they so it's less less about the novelty of it and the fact that you're just enjoying the look of it and actually the, the expression it's though isn't it yeah i mean i think just the, the expression on the um on the characters you know faces yeah, yeah. and also the, the the movement they do i really love the style of it in terms of going along that it's like it's it's like nothing else you get um and it's very much its own thing so to have that laid on to a ostensibly kind of western theme um because the other thing i was going to mention is Again, throughout the entire year, we've been talking about Western films, many of which have borrowed their plots from Japanese films. Yeah. Whereas this has gone the other way. It's and gone it's, the other way, hasn't it? It's yeah. the Western film Three Godfathers, which yeah, is a, a John yeah. Wayne movie where three yeah. cowboys find a baby and have to do it. Absolutely. And again, as in, there's again, it's it's the idea of you know three adults who take on the the role. So you have got the three Godfathers, you have got three yeah. men and a baby, you have got um, Ice Age. Um, there's yeah. like there's no yeah. shortage of three guys who have to somehow, or three people in this case, who have to. Yeah somehow cope with a baby that they weren't quite expecting and again no, that, that adds for both drama and hilarity i find um i find anime a bit of a mixed bag so um i i, I in terms of the animation style um a, a lot of it's great and a lot of it's uh, when it's good i think it's fantastic and i, yeah. I tend to find that a, a lot of it isn't and partly because i don't have the um because I, I don't have the kind of cin cinematic kind of context for a lot of anime films okay. that that are released in the uk um i i don't have the story background behind them so i find them a little bit difficult to engage with and, and the animation can be a bit distracting but with this and with a lot of the kind of studio ghibli films but this particularly and a lot of uh, satoshi Kon's other films of so the director there's a sumptuousness, a kind of depth to the animation. Um, very, it feels very tactile. You, you know, you, yeah. as you say, the, the expressions on the faces, the thing, the dirt that they're walking around in, the snow feels crunchy. You know, a lot of that sound design as well. It sounds crunchy. It looks crunchy. It looks real, doesn't it? It's yeah. very clever the way that it's filmed. And um, what's what, what's interesting is that the the the, the animation in in um, in this film is a lot of very um, static backgrounds with moving actors as it were yes, which is quite yeah. old-fashioned 
you don't see a lot of that now, particularly in anime. So I quite like that hark back to kind of earlier animation styles as well. well it's 20 years old now as well. It, yeah, it is. But it doesn't, I, I don't think it feels... Well, it, does, it doesn't age that way. I'm just thinking in terms of the, what, what the new style might be. It, <laughs> I suppose seems... that's right, actually. Yeah, yeah. You might, yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. Yes, yes, that's true. It just, I don't know, there's a, there's a depth to the animation, which I think is really... Um, tactile and sumptuous is yeah. fantastic really really good i would very much recommend um some of the other of satoshi Kon's films unfortunately he died not long after this oh. um but uh very much recommend perfect blue and paprika okay. as two excellent films similar animation style but what he does is he um is very much into this idea of intermingling fiction and fantasy and real life and images of an other life and paprika is um considered a precursor to the matrix oh, um, really? so it was filmed in the late seven it was made in the, in the late 1990s um well, I think it was 96, actually. So when was The Matrix out? It would have been about 99, wouldn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it was just before The Matrix. So um, it's a very similar idea about inhabiting other bodies. Ooh. And yeah, it's really, really good. It's really much more overtly science fiction, but it's a fantastic film. Paprika, really, really good film. Very much very good. Uh, watch, recommend that. Um, anything else about Tokyo Godfathers? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think that covers it for me. Very good. Well, should we do a, um, should we do a quick review? And how Christmassy is the film? Okay, join us after the break. <coughs> mushy, mushy, mushy! <laughs> Welcome back, dear listener. Oh, look. Um, extra mushy the there. Extra mushy, yeah, look at that. It's mushy Christmas. with a bit of soy sauce on top. Yum, yum. <laughs> um, what did we think of Tokyo Godfather? And how blooming Christmassy was it? Hugh. Yeah. Okay, straight to it. Um, I'll go with how Christmassy was it. Mm. More than I expected, I'll probably say that. Uh, (laughs) I still think, again, I felt I felt pretty Christmassy after watching it, to be honest. I'm going to give it three Santa hats. I think I think we've seen things that are more overtly and 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 thoroughly Christmassy. But this was this was a, a good story. That had a lot more Christmas feel to it than I expected, and in terms of the story itself, I think for where uh, disembodied floating crabby heads, I thought that was it was a it was a really enjoyable romp. Um, I think what would, I don't know if it's keeping it from a five. I think I think it was it was very stylistic. It was very much its own thing, which might be off putting and therefore keeping off that top score. But um, yeah, four hemmets and three Christmas hats for me. How about oh, you, James? Um, so I think in terms of how Christmas is the film, so. I can't remember. I can't remember feeling more Christmassy after watching this film. <laughs> however, however, I do recognise that there isn't anything overtly Christmas in it, other than the fact that it's set on Christmas Eve and that period between Christmas and New Year's, right? So that's fair enough. But in terms of the sentiment, isn't really that Christmassy. So I'm going to I'm going to give it three three Christmas hats as well. I think that's fair. I think there's a lot in it, but um, maybe it, you know it's not. Um, I don't know. It's it's not. Star Wars for Christmas film, is it? Whatever that was, <laughs> holiday, yeah, special. holiday special. Yeah, it's not that. Blimey. Whew. Um, and in terms of how much uh, I like film, I'm going to give it four disembodied crumpy heads as well. I think I agree with you. I love the style of it. And um, I love I love the way that it looks and feels. And I, I really, really enjoyed the storyline. I think in parts, the pacing is is slightly off in some instances. I think it wraps itself up at, at the end a little bit too tightly i guess really and um 
but that's a minor criticism really in general i think i you know i really enjoy this film so it's four disembodied crombie heads and three christmas hats oh solid pick there for christmas so if you're interested in uh, a bit of a change for a christmasy film uh check out tokyo godfathers but until tomorrow indeed until the next time we shall uh bid you a very happy and a very healthy uh weekend at crombies and meri kurisumasu (laughs) konnichiwa oh no sayonara (laughs) evening all i'm fully solid lovely plugged up um what was coming out the top end of my body is Nice. Before we delve in, actually, I just enjoyed a long flat because I knew I could trust it. <laughs> it's always a good feeling. Oh, it's a lovely feeling, isn't it? <laughs> it's a lovely feeling. Just knowing, secure in the knowledge that it will only be humorous. <laughs> it's like that's the kind of security you can't put a price on. Oh, you can't, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's only it's only when you can't that Ooh. you miss it. Isn't oh, it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only then that you realise just how important the ability to fart unhindered is. I'm amazing they made a, they made a film about this because yeah, I'm sure there's there's a story in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there is. <laughs> the man who cuts a deal with the devil that he may never fart again. He realises now what he's left. What he's let go. <laughs> oh, imagine never having never. Oh, never been. Do you do you play um guess my fart by any chance? I I don't. No, is this a Christmas game? Well, you could play it at Christmas. You could play it any time. It's basically you say to whoever whoever you're near at the time, <laughs> preferably someone you know and who would accept the line manager, perhaps. The joke. Yeah. Um, if you're in the I don't know <coughs> the executive board meeting, don't say <laughs> guess my fart. But you say guess my fart, and then the person that you've said it to has to guess what the sound of your fart will be. <laughs> and then you do the fart, and it's humorous Marvelous. because they've either got it bang on, and it's surprising. It's surprising. How it's surprising how often it's bang on. Didn't wasn't there a, a Peter Sissons? Not Peter Sissons. Peter Sissons. Peter, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Sellers. <laughs> very different. <laughs> so easy to get those two muddled up, isn't it? But wait till you hear what Peter Sellers was doing. Peter Sellers was playing a character in a film, a French, <laughs> as he described it, fartist. Um, who and I, I don't idea what the film was. I should track it down, really. But he just basically has a line of candles along the stage and he just wanders from one to the other, lifting his the, the tails of his long coat and just breaking wind upon them in a, in a humorous and musical fashion. I wish that was um, be, before Peter Sissons became BBC <laughs> newsreader. I wish that, that was his career. 